Today's show is brought to you by Lightning Pod. If you have a podcast, you know that it's a lot of work. But Lightning Pod can help. We've been working with their founder, Eric Johnson, for more than a year now, and he's really helped us take the Smart Home Show to the next level. So if you're starting a new podcast or you want to make your existing podcast better, you should get in touch with Eric. Learn more at lightningpod.fm. Episode 28 of the Smart Dome Show, brought to you by Next Market Insights. Atif Nori from Emberlight, a smart lighting company. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, Mike Wolf here. Today's guest is Atif Nori, one of the co-founders of Emberlight, which is a smart lighting company. They actually make a smart lighting adapter that allows you to plug in any light bulb and then control that via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. And they're currently out on Kickstarter. They have 14 days to go and they've, they've well surpassed their goal. And I thought I'd catch up with them. Atif reached out to me and I certainly was intrigued because I've looking, been looking at lighting as part of the whole DIY smart home space is one of the important categories that I certainly think has a fairly strong growth path for it going forward. So I wanted to catch up and see what they're doing uh, and certainly hear about this idea because I actually think it's a fairly smart one, not including uh, the light bulb. Every time a, a light goes out, if your smart light goes out, you don't want to throw away the computer with it. As Atif would say, you just want to replace the light bulb. So I want to hear a little bit about their product and, and the idea there because I thought, uh, at least from the Outside looking in, it was a smart one. So uh, if you're at all interested in kind of the lighting side of smart home, this is a good one to at least hear about a new startup in this space and what they're doing in Emberlight. As always, this conversation is brought to you by Next Market Insights, which you can find at nextmarket.co. Uh, we've covered this space extensively over there, and you can get your complimentary executive summary for our DIY smart home report by going to nextmarket.co and just subscribing there. If you want to listen to more Smart Home Shows, just go to technology.fm. You'll find the Smart Home Show there, or you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Once again, thanks for listening. My name is Michael Wolf, and here's my conversation with Atif Nori. Hey, well, I'm glad to have Atif Nori, the founder of Emberlite, with me today. How are you doing, Atif? I'm great, Michael. Thanks for having me. You know, you got a Kickstarter underway, uh, and it looks like things are going pretty well for your product called Emberlite. Yeah, it's going pretty well. We're surprised by, uh, pleasantly surprised by the um, turnout the first week. We had a goal of 50,000 and broke through that in five days. And we still have about 37 days to go and around uh, 75K right now. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. You just kind of kick back and put your put your feet up now. You hit the goal. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, I wish it was that way. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep on going. I think a good start is always important with crowdfunding and then always a, a strong finish. There's always kind of that in-between period, but a good start and a good finish are both crucial. But it, it must be a little bit of a relief to kind of know that you already hit, you're already in the money, if you, if you will. Definitely. It is a nice relief. But like you just said, that middle section is really the critical part. It's almost like the uh, uh, bathtub type shape. And uh, we have to put a lot of attention in that middle section to keep the momentum going. Here's what I like about Embroid. Um The idea that you have this uh, smart light, smart bulb, 
that comes without the actual light bulb, meaning that uh, – and we'll, we'll kind of get into this so people know what we're talking about. But it's, it'd be, you basically screw it into any sort of light bulb, and, uh, and, and then you can actually plug the light in. So it's essentially an adapter that, that allows you to take any – like you say on your Kickstarter page, dimmable light and make it a smart light. That's exactly right. Um, it's almost like BYU, BYU your own bulb. Um, <laughs> you know, a, lo- it a is lot of people, BYOB. Yeah, exactly. It is BYOB, uh, the PG way. Um, but it's, you know, a lot of people have already invested in LEDs in their house and a lot of people have CFL still around. Um, so we want them to be able to actually make those bulbs that they have already smart. And that, and this does that. And that makes a lot of sense. You know, the one of one of the things I thought about a little bit, I'd love to, to talk about is the, the one downside I see is it does add height. To the, mm-hmm. to the light bulb. So if you have a light with a glass uh, contain, you know, basically a glass surrounding, um, it might not fit. Can you talk about that? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you did hit, hit a point there. Um, so it does add height right now. Our prototype, it adds about 36 millimeters. I mean, which isn't a lot, but there are certain fixtures and not all of them, just a small percentage where you could hit the side. Um, but what we've seen... For some of the connected LEDs, especially the ones that don't have a hub, they're also pretty large. They're larger than a normal light bulb, so they would have the same problem. But what we found is actually with our solution, since you you disconnect the bulb, you could, uh, in theory, buy a smaller bulb if you do have a problem. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so the, the, the smart bulb, um, once it's transformed, um, you now have in your house a smartphone controllable via iOS or Android device. And that includes Wi-Fi, and you also have Bluetooth in there. So Wi-Fi makes sense. You're connected to the phone. And then Bluetooth, to me, probably is for geofencing and location awareness. Yeah, so we use Wi-Fi uh, to connect to our cloud backend, so you can control it from anywhere in the world. So your router is essentially the hub. Um, And then we use Bluetooth LE uh, for a couple of reasons. One is... um, when you buy a bunch of these, one has Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, and the rest have Bluetooth only. And that one, the first one that you buy is almost like a hub buried into the first unit, and it c- communicates with the other ones. Um, the other point is that Bluetooth LE has some really interesting beacon technologies, which you're probably very familiar with, and we want to take advantage of that. And we think that's where the real power of home automation comes in. Uh, so we want to get that hardware in. And we'll continue to evolve the software to really make it such that you eventually don't even have to use the app. That's really where home automation becomes really powerful. Yeah, it kind of understands and learns and and knows about the person um, based on uh, Bluetooth beacon technology. And, it's, and did you say that you'll have one that has both Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and then the others just have Bluetooth? That's correct. So that's for obviously from a overall cost uh, perspective, this that's a more cost-effective solution. You don't need every one of these with Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we, we definitely share those price savings with the customer. So if you look on our Kickstarter page, as you buy more and more uh, pa- like uh, multi-packs, the 10-pack, goes the price goes down per unit. And the price point, let's talk about that. I think it's, is it $40 for the Kickstarter uh, folks, people who are in on the campaign, and then at retail, what are, what are the price points going to be? Can you talk about that? Yeah, so right now, for one, on Kickstarter, it's $49, and again, that includes uh, shipping. Uh, then if you buy up to a 10-pack, it, it goes down to $39 each. Um, 
And then for retail right now, the price we were thinking about is $59 for one and then dropping down to $49 each if you go up to a 10-pack. And over time, you would expect volumes to decrease those. I, I imagine there's going to be a little bit of price competition uh, around smart bulbs within the next 12 to 24 months based on what GE did with the GE Link. I think they had theirs around $15. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We will hope, you know, our, as a startup, we will start at where we can, you know, make a decent living. And then we want to, we want definitely want to drop it down. Um, I did see the $15 GE bulb, but we're really, I just want to mention, we're really focusing on the user experience and the technology side. And from our point of view, we, we're pretty sure right now we're the only smart lighting solution out there that has both cloud connectivity and Bluetooth beacon technology. Yeah, and certainly you guys are different. It's a different product. It's a little bit apples to oranges in terms of what you guys provide, particularly over the cost of the life of it. Um, you don't have to keep replacing and put new smart bulbs in and replace the electronics. You're just replacing the bulb too. Yeah, exactly. We think like if a bulb breaks, why throw away a computer with it? It just doesn't make sense. I think you said that you've been at this for a year. And uh, you, you were a guy who uh, were, was working at Applied Materials. Um, so talk about how this all came together. Yeah, it's, it's a good question and kind of a long story. I'll try to keep it short. Um, but I've been, you know, I was born and raised in Silicon Valley. I've been around electronics my whole life. Um, I did my PhD in semiconductor devices. Then I worked at Applied Materials for eight years. Um, I did two years in R&D. I was pushing Moore's Law uh, for a while. And I did uh, six years in product management. And, you know, when, when we think about Moore's Law, we look at two things, um, price per function and power per function. And we see those dropping significantly to the point where you can put these semiconductor chips anywhere or you can have ubiquitous semiconductors. And I was thinking to myself, how can I use that to improve the way we live? And at home, the, the two things that come up are lighting and HVAC. Those are the most basic things at home. And HVAC Nest has already tackled uh, then I started looking at lighting, and when I looked at the solutions out there, I, I just didn't like any anything that was out there for myself. So I came up with this solution because it's what I really wanted for myself. Um, so I started thinking about it last year around July, and then started playing around with an Arduino. You know, a lot of right now it's really easy for entrepreneurs to get into this. Um, so I started using an Arduino and kind of building building from there, recruiting people. And in uh, January we incorporated, and in February. Uh, we went at it full time and we built out the team. We have seven people on the team now. And is this all self-financed or is there an angel involved? It's mostly bootstrapped. We have a small amount of funding. We're working with Orange Telco, okay. uh, the, yeah, the global um, telecom company. Just a small little telecom company called yeah, Orange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is most a lot of people in the U.S. don't necessarily know about Orange, but they're huge in Europe and, and they're making a bigger presence here over time. Yeah, definitely. And so there's seven of you, and uh, and did you at what point did you decide, hey, I'm going to leave Applied Materials and make a full go as an entrepreneur? Uh, that happened in February. Okay. And yeah, it happened in February. Um, I had recruited a team. We we're getting good traction, um, just based off of talking to people and getting email signups, and just people were saying they wanted this. Um, and our team is pretty experienced. That's the other thing I kind of wanted to mention is that. You know, we each have, on average, like 10 to 15 years of experience, all in the really important categories for an IoT company. Um, hardware, manufacturing, firmware, cloud, mobile, design, and marketing. It's the first 
I guess, adapter if you, or whatever you would call well, – what do you call it? I mean, I, it's almost like a smart bulb adapter, but it's the first one I've seen on the market that doesn't include the light. Do you, is this something that you've applied for patent protection on? Yeah, we do have a provisional patent filed. Um, you know, once we get our funding, we will convert that to a full utility patent. Are you aware of that you're the first one out there? You know, there was a Kickstarter campaign about uh, two years ago by Spark, um, a socket. Um, they did a pretty good job, but they decided to actually pivot. Uh, now they make the Spark Core, which yep, is... Yep, I'm familiar yep, with, yep. with Zach over Spark. Exactly. I exactly. talked to him two episodes ago. <laughs> it's a small, uh, it's a small smart world, I guess, if you see Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then right now, actually, just earlier this week, there was another socket that just came out on Kickstarter as well. Okay. Okay. But you guys are out there. you got momentum. Um, looks like it's going well. And when can we expect uh, product to ship, first for the, the backers, and then what are your thoughts roughly on retail? Yeah, so uh, we're going to first ship uh, the beta units um, in – we have a level on our Kickstarter page for ba- uh, beta uh, customers. So that will be around the end of December. Then the rest of the backers will be in February. Um, it sounds like a long time, but we, we're being fairly conservative on the timeline. We might be able to pull it in, uh, but we found with other Kickstarter campaigns, people are very aggressive and end up pushing it out. Um, and then we would like to go straight to retail after that. Um, it really depends on our funding situation, and that's something we'll have to tackle uh, in the second half of this year. And you have everything prototyped. As you said, you started with an Arduino. And how close are you to production units in terms of uh, you know, making decisions around you know, software and, and, and chip decisions? How, long, uh, how far along in those paths are you? We're pretty far along on the hardware. Um, we've gone through about seven or eight iterations on the prototype, and we're working actually now on design shrink to get it as small as possible. Uh, the next step is uh, working with the, our manufacturing partner on the DFM side. Um, so that's really our next step right now. Hey, well, Atif, I really appreciate you spending time with me. Uh, it's, it's interesting to learn about this market, and I think uh, th- this idea that you have is a good one. So I hope all goes well with the Kickstarter. Great. Thanks a lot, Michael. I appreciate it. Uh, it was great talking to you. So that's my conversation with Atif Nori with Emberlight. Uh, and, uh, you know, the smart lighting space is, is moving fast. It's getting crowded. But I like this approach of an adapter. I, I think certainly they're not the first one, as Atif would attest, but I think it's a smart one. And, and they look like they have good momentum with, with Kickstarter, so I wish them well. Once again, if you want to listen to more smart home shows, you know where to go, technology.fm. And you can also check us out as the, at the usual podcast spaces. If you want to reach me, if you, if you have any comments or if you want to reach me uh, just to say some nice things, just email the smart home show at gmail.com. You can also reach me on Twitter at Michael Wolf. The wolf is just like the animal, no E. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, say something, talk to me, ask a question, uh, suggest a guest, uh, whatever you want. Thanks everyone for listening. Talk to you soon.